it's Kyle Bartley with a header from John Swift free kick. Nine career goals, but one of those was for Ipswich at Hillsborough. And it's there! And it's George Edmondson! Because he's got the burden. He's got the burden of our money. That's right, he heard, he heard the pod, yeah. Good evening, everyone. Uh, it's Gavin here from the AnytimeNotebook.com. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. If your week involves spending an unhealthy amount of time watching set pieces in the EFL, desperately trying to seek out an edge in goal scorer markets, then you've found a home here. Welcome aboard. We're here every week to review what we've seen, assess the impact on long-term markets, and importantly, mark your goal scorer card for the weekend. Hopefully put up some good value selections. Joining me to do all of that, as always, uh, fresh from posting up, what a, a nod, an ode to Ryan Astley on the um, on the Bird app last weekend. John Bywater, welcome, John. Thanks, Gav. Yeah, you're never going to give up on uh, old Ryan Astley, are you? you? Never give up on him. Do you feel better now? You got it out of your system. <laughs> yeah, I, I warned you I was going to do that one, and uh, <laughs> you, you, st- you still sighed, so that's good. <laughs> Um, John, I, um, three selections last weekend. Uh, I put it in the spreadsheet. I pressed the button, and the PL account tells me that we are minus three points to level stakes in 2023. Um, nothing for me. I put up Joe Kizzy. All of that Sutton back four, I think, had a chance against Salford, but Kizzy had the least of them. I think you, you, the, the, the young, sprightly Max Aimer, who you put up, and Oliver Casey, I think they went a bit closer for you, didn't they? Kind of, yeah. They seem to be in a great habit of uh, picking someone who has the first chance of the game and that's it. Um, it seems quite bizarre, but yeah, KC's was a fair effort and Amar at the very first attempt of the game, like I say, uh, but that was it for both of them. So it was okay. Um, you know, when, you, when you're putting up selections at these sort of prices, it, you've got to be realistic. you you're probably going to get one or two chances. You just need one to drop in, as we always say. Keep backing the right ones and at the right prices, and then we've got um, we've got the odds on our side. Uh, let's take a look at uh, let's, let's review the action that we saw across the EFL. Should we start off in the um, start off in the Championship? And another set piece conceded for Coventry. Um, I think we, we passed over that Wrexham debacle kind of last weekend, but we probably should have reflected on it a bit more because it was you know after after putting up Coventry as you know missing Carl McFadden, not defending set piece pro- properly. Actually, those bentos along throws for for Wrexham caused no end of trouble, and um, you know, Bristol City generated almost a goal before that, and a, a set piece was was enough against Burnley for them to to walk away with three points. Yeah, Louis Louis Bayer, not a name I was familiar with, to be honest. Um, wouldn't have been someone I could have found. But like you say, it was like you pointed out weeks ago. Um, without McFadson, there's a there's a gap there, isn't there, or a vulnerability, shall we say? Absolutely, uh, Norwich at home this weekend, which I guess brings people like our old friend Grant Hanley into play. Um, um, anything else that you saw in the championship? Uh, yeah, not sure why he's on the bench all of a sudden, but I uh, thought Kipre had a really good chance for Cardiff in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't really go mad about Cardiff at the moment, uh, but they have got Mark McGuinness coming, come back to them. And what I've read, he's going to go straight back into the side. So after a very good loan spell at Sheffield Wednesday, um, Michelle Hellick was a little bit... Not really annoying because I, I didn't really look at it, but he did score against Hull 
earlier in the season and he uh, bundled home a pretty well-worked uh, Huddersfield set piece. I thought Tom Lee's had a good chance at Huddersfield as well. So I enjoyed that. That was a that was yeah, a lovely was bit of Huddersfield head tennis, wasn't it, in the area? For and then Helic was just at the far post at the right time. But yeah, I did enjoy that. Yeah, it sounds like a film, Huddersfield head tennis. Huddersfield head tennis coming to a Netflix near you. <laughs> yeah, sort of. We'd watch it. No one else would. Um, maybe I'm overestimating it. Netflix. They may be like ITV four. Yeah, like say that. Netflix yeah. a bit strong. Um, <laughs> uh, weeks after saying I couldn't be with Connor Townsend, he scored for West Brom. Um, uh, increasingly leaky Luton, as I've nicknamed them. Um, look, that's quite quite a good little uh, my new saying for them. But yeah, they was some open play the goal. We did have another chance from a set play, and he had two other open play strikes. Um, I know a man you like this week, uh, habitual. I like to call him the, the habitual good chance misser, Darnell Furlong. He had another uh, one, didn't he? he had another oh, header yeah, that just went he, over. He finds a way of heading them over the bar, I find. Um, but Albion were dominant again, weren't they? You mentioned Townsend O'Shea fastened a couple of chances for himself as yeah. well, didn't he? It's um, yeah. If, you, if you're listening before eight o'clock on Friday, I thought the twenty twos. Furlong was big. They visit. Um, they head to Burnley, don't they? Sixteen O'Shea as well. But yeah. yeah, don't don't knock West Brom off your list yet for for teams to follow from a from a set piece point of view. Uh, yeah, it's amazing what a manager can do, isn't it? As I say, absolutely. Mm. Uh, Norwich will get a mention here. Not really on the set piece side, um, but a massive uptake in every other metric uh, with the four 0 hammering at Preston. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one player I thought was potentially interesting was Max Ahrens. He was a lot more advanced last week. Uh, seems to have been rumoured to be leaving for a top half Premier League club for at least three seasons. Mm. Uh, very good player, but I did think he looked quite stale under Dean Smith when I saw him. Almost uninterested. Um, but problem is his prices, for what he's actually done in terms of goals, his price is stuck in the... I think he's always about 10, 12 to 1, which yeah. you, you can't really justify it. But he's the sort of player I could see. I could, I could see him scoring the next few weeks, but at that price, you can you can let him score, to be honest. No doubt that will be once I'm sat in the North Stand at the CBS tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, look forward, I'll look forward to that. I'll look forward to that, that impending irony. Let's head up into League One. Kate, our, our old friend Caleb Taylor, star of the weekend for Cheltenham. Lovely header into the far post on his birthday as well. He also won the header for um, when Alfie May slotted home Cheltenham second. And um, a nice run of chances. We mentioned, you know, been positive about Cheltenham last few weeks. And um, another game where they created plenty. I think they probably kind of pop up on, on the notebook this weekend as well, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about later on. Um, anything else in um, anything else in League One? Oh, your your old friend Elkan Baggett's gone to Cheltenham, hasn't he? From, uh, yes, yeah. Via back to uh, back to his club, back to Cheltenham. There's been a lot of those this week. A lot of recalled loans, then going out to another team. Mm. Uh, so I think that's quite interesting to keep an eye on. Um, League One. Uh, well, as as you mentioned at the top, Bristol Rovers did miss Bobby Thomas, and they weren't exactly solid with him. Um, 
Ashley took his goal well, but Harvey Rogers' 27th consecutive weekly mention by me landed. Uh, very influential, two assists, which is in itself unbelievable. One from a sort of gentle wander upfield from open play where he just laid the ball off really well. Uh, his price is now territory I never thought I would see. He's going to be uh, heading for single figures if he keeps this up, which is kind of scary, to be honest. Um, Pompey are on a, seem to be on a steep decline, but I mentioned this a few weeks ago, nearly all of their very limited output is coming from set plays. You had uh, Morrison, Ogreville and Raggett again. Raggett is um, kicking back into gear in terms of popping up. He's definitely due. I thought he was a backable price this weekend. Yeah, Exeter yeah. on that list. Not often you can say that about Sean Raggett, but yeah, the 16th. No, and, and his, yeah, his, his price has been on the... Uh, on the push out for a few months, slowly, slowly, but he was a, he was almost a, he was at one point last season, probably this season, he was always like sevens or eights, wasn't he, or nines mm. as a top. So, yeah, I think that's, um, he's one of those that you could just, especially if Pompey do pick up a little bit, you could almost auto play him at that price. Um, Shrewsbury, the only t- two times they've had comprehensive wins this season, they've scored from a set piece very late on, which um, they just keep going with them. They don't, you know, they don't phone it in even. They were three 0 up and they scored via Dunkley. I think it was the last kick of the game. So they just they're very like very methodical with those, and they don't they don't give up any opportunity even when the game's won. Um, Exeter Forest Green looked an interesting game when you looked at the stats, but. All of Exeter's came from back-to-back set pieces um, near the end of the game. Looked a little bit. I, I think they did. You they classed that Josh Key miss, didn't they, as a right. as a set piece, which was I don't know whether you saw yeah. it, but it was it slap bang in really. the middle. I think 0.9 xg it was with yes. open goal six yards out, and he's managed to hit the bar. Yeah, yeah, it was quite quite impressive. You thought he would have backed him if you. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't know yeah. any better. Um, Forest Green, uh, Casey, obviously, but I thought Swansea, Loney, Brandon Cooper had the best chance. Mm. Um, he just he always seems a popular play. I read a few reports saying he was the man of the match and he looked a class above. Um, never seems to get a real run at Swansea, but maybe that's the competition. Uh, where was he on loan last year? Was it last year? Um I've lost it now, but he did. He had a good, seemed to have a good loan spell there. I think he's someone who, who could pop up fairly soon. And mm. uh, the, the only other name is one I haven't mentioned since the summer, really, which is uh, Aristote Nisala. Um, he's sort of come back from nowhere for Fleetwood. He did score in the FA Cup as well recently. He had two attempts last week. Mm. Um, so, yeah, possibly Nisala. Full disclosure, you know, at, at that. This shows you just how volatile this market is, I guess. You know, we spent weeks before Christmas putting up Fleetwood as a as a team to oppose, but you know, completely the opposite now. They want a they want a great run of set piece XG. I, I backed yeah. Salah last week. You know, 0.8 versus Shrewsbury. He had another 0.83 versus Sheffield Wednesday, getting into some proper decent positions. Had a really decent January. Um, yeah, I think I think Fleetwood. You know, within a month, they're causing more trouble at the other end than they are, you know, conceding trouble at, the, at their own end. Um, yeah, I'll talk about Fleetwood in a second because again, I think Insala's one to keep on side. 
against uh, Fleetwood go to Sheffield Wednesday again, where he had a you know good performance last time, and he's got a goal under his belt as well. But yeah, just showing you know, a good run, which isn't like him. He's normally very sporadic, but um, but yeah, he yeah. could he could help us get paid this weekend. League two. Um, Tranmere first on my list as the one of the the bigger set piece XG contributors of the weekend. One point oh seven from from the one point four that they generated in total. Jordan Turnbull, did you see him? He went full oh, Terry yeah. Butcher mode, didn't he, with his head bandaged up and what a beast! What he a beast! Was, uh... he, you know, I don't know him personally, but you know he would have loved that, didn't you? Jordan Turnbull just. Um, yeah. We'll say we'll say he would have loved it. We don't know, but we don't know. Um, he so, admitted in an interview after that he should have had a hat trick, and rightly so, created a, on the end of a few decent chances and a nice little effort, which he put onto his left foot from just outside the area as well. But Tranmere, um, Tranmere produced plenty. Uh, Wimbledon, Bradford was on my list as well. I don't know whether that was um, is that on your list as well? Yeah, Wimbledon, Bradford was that on your list. Yeah. Um, didn't really the only name I sort of half picked out there was a um I think a pre season mentioned by me, Jack Curry for Wimbledon, who um seems to be having a really good season from what I'm reading. Played nearly every minute a left wing back, which I didn't expect, or left back. And he's actually very good at the in the air. If you look at the general stats for aerial stats, he's doing really well, especially for his first uh, not first senior season, but first league season. And he did have a couple of... He's had the odd chance running, and did a couple of efforts against Bradford, like you say, but there were quite a few in the game. So not really not really close enough to be that interested, but yeah. I watched, I watched a fair bit of those chances. Um, Bradford just... Uh, you know, they, they haven't gone without a mention, have they, in, you know, with a set-piece health warning on this podcast recently. Right. But, you know, really just struggled to get the ball away at the first phase and just, you know, Wimbledon were just finding plenty of space. Almost all of their kind of like set piece chances came from when the ball was knocked out and then they could knock it back in and there was just, you know, people in plenty of space. And so, again, kind of opposing Bradford this weekend, which I'll talk about later, but, um, but yeah, again, could be a, could be a team to follow. Um, something against the grain, I just thought it was worth mentioning, you know, trying to pick out these teams that are on good runs, but actually might be showing some vulnerability. I thought, I thought Stockport's numbers are looking pretty bad in the last few weeks. You know, Northampton last weekend, Sam Showing and Ben Fox, you're both with fair headers, were both fair efforts from headers from corners. The Sam Hoskin chance where he's, he's nicked in at the far post and, you know, should have finished. You think back to the Walsall game, they had a couple of games against Walsall recently, but Hayden White has had a free header cleared off the line. Struggled. We, we talked about um, Grimsby, didn't we, and Luke Waterfall, and that was off the back of Stockport just struggling to defend the Grimsby long throws. Um, the Otis Khan winner I've got here for Grimsby as well came from a came from a set piece. It's just the county looked like you know good run of form. They're moving up the moving up the division. Wonder whether you know Fraser Horseful absence has been out for the last few weeks, causing some problems. But um, um, if we yeah, look at that, well, that would probably be it. I think um, yeah. the same with like you said earlier with Tranmere since. Turnbull was out for that first part of the season, wasn't he? And we were against them then because they were shocking. Pretty much since he's come back in, they've A, solidified at the back and B, they've now got a threat going the other way. So it can be just one player, you know. The the difficult thing is, well, the, the, the bad news is they play crew this weekend. So oh, we'll, have for, we'll have to wait for another opportunity to get against Stockport. But I thought it was don't, even, don't even look at crew. Don't, you just, it's bad, bad for your health. It, 
<laughs> you try you try and find someone and it just oh. uh anything else anything else in in league 2 um newport they slowed down in terms of results and goals but they actually had a really good week at carlisle 0.5 from set plays against carlisle was one of the better efforts of the season uh Farkhausen, your old friend mm-hmm. one tough chance and a and a very good chance late on as well. Um, my current nemesis, Cameron Norman, with a yet another late open play chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, did note that Graham Cochran, the um, Newport manager, was bemoaning the League Two transfer market today. Um, he's sound from what he's saying. They've missed out on two players, um, two strikers, I presume, one from Gillingham, uh, one to Gillingham, and one to Colchester. By the way, he's talking about them. Um, yeah, the two boys spending he, he's money. He's not happy. Yeah, he's not happy at all. But I, I get where he's coming from. You wouldn't expect teams in and around you to be spending that sort of outlay at this stage. But mm. it is what it is. And Newport are just, they're over-reliant on the set pieces, aren't they, as we know. But they've got, uh, a, they've got to use what they've got, I suppose. And that is that is what they've got. Um Piergiani had another good weekend for Stevenage. Um, yeah. Um, I, think, I think you mentioned Dan Sweeney, though. I mean, of the yeah. two, the value is definitely with Sweeney, who get, you know, there's just as good a chances, right? Yeah, they had very similar chances last week. Uh, Piergiani's got five for the season. Sweeney's got four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, amazing, really. Great effort by the um, by the team. But Piergiani's just one of those. He, he just... But it's something about him. He it looks like he's gonna. Even when I've watched chances that he's missed, they look like they're gonna go in, which sounds ridiculous. And you know, you know that, it's coming that, as well, don't you? you yeah, you're facing yeah. Stevenage. You must know it's coming. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's I suppose it's harder harder to mark too if they've mm. like, got other threats as well. But yeah, it's um, they're just they're you know not nine between your two centre backs is unheard of at this stage of the season really but there's no sign of it stopping um like you say i think sweeney's more interesting price wise but then i did say that to you a couple of weeks ago what about pierre gianni at two plus when he scored two didn't i he did <laughs> about, about an hour later i'm uh, i've uh, i've gone to bed yeah so it's uh <laughs> but that's the way that's the way it goes is um someone um mark stinchcomb said on twitter you know he, You've got to, every now and then you've got to go for these two plus and you know they're they're they're, they're like the lottery aren't they? If, if you if you don't try and win them, you're never going to get them. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the, we talked a bit about Colchester last weekend. Um, looks like a yeah. slightly fortunate win at Watchdale, right? But yeah, I didn't think they were really that great, but they got the win, which is probably the main thing considering the match up there, but. I think you've mentioned him before, but I've never really taken in note of him as much as I should. Tommy Smith. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's only played eight times this season, so there's not a lot to shout about there, but I'd certainly forgotten, even though I think you did mention it, that he did score 21 in 240 games for Ipswich in the Championship. Uh, he also got seven in 60 in the MLS a couple oh, yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Now, three in 100 for Colchester, you know, not suggest that there's more to come I mean if they do pick up as a side um, and the reason I've looked it into him he did have a quite a well taken shot uh, save from a set piece last week against Rochdale 
So I think he he looks the most likely defender for me. Um, I think he'll keep his place in the team as well, which on our old, our very old friend Luke Chambers, I think he might come under pressure for his place. But I think Tommy Smith's worth looking at. John, you've you've had a look at um, League One top goal scorer. We'll try and have a look at some some anti post impact and value from you know some impacts and from what we've seen over over the week. I think you you were you, were, you had all eyes on the. the League One top goal scorer market this weekend. Did they find anything of, of value for us? Yeah, it's always worth keeping an eye on these markets, especially during transfer windows, things like that. Now, if you look at the overview of the market, you've got Johnson, Clark, Harris, 15 to 8, best price at the moment. Now, look at it this way. For that to be the correct price or even a good version on a good price, A, a your betting on Peter Braven a much better second half of the season. That could happen, but it's not a certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark Harris came out this week as well and said he's not felt right this season and he's, he's not played that well and he should have had more goals. Um, now, and also, you, perhaps more importantly, the Sunderland are sniffing around him this transfer window. Now, I don't think they're going to end up paying what Peter Brown want for him, so I suspect he will stay. But you've still got that element of he could leave, um, which didn't look likely in pre-season when we talked about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sum it up, uh, you, you couldn't entertain taking the 15-8 to 8 because mm-hmm. especially not until the transfer window is over. Now, the market is sometimes at this stage, it's still four places each way. It's actually three, which is a bit annoying. Um, but Aaron Collins is joint top with uh, Clark Harris on 12 goals at the moment. Five to one best price. Fantastic season so far. Lots of goals, lots of assists. But he's nearly double his expected goals. Um, so that suggests it might not last. I mean, it, over the course of the season, it, it might not even out. It, it could last, but at that price, uh, I couldn't entertain him at all at five to one. Um, Colby Bishop, who you know we're on a run pre-season at much bigger, is um, drifting every week because Pompey are on the big fade. Fourteen's um, best now. With that, you just need something to change under the new management. Uh, no no real view of that price because you could go either way. Um, I mentioned last week that Adebojo, who's 25, could still leave. So you could you can forget about him. That's only a small part of the market. Uh, there's a couple that I quite like at the prices at the moment. Um, the main one I like is Josh Coburn for Bristol Rovers. He's not priced up by many firms and he's not an odds checker, but there is 33s out there. Um, he's got nine in 16, so he's three off the lead at the moment. Uh, a, he's played less games than nearly everyone else in this market. Uh, and the most important thing is he's confirmed staying at Bristol Rovers for the rest of the season. Uh, I think I mentioned last week, looked like he might be called back, but he's, he's definitely staying. And he's actually got, even if you include his Middlesbrough, because he had a lot, hell of a lot of sub appearances, his, his goals per minute is very good for a, for a young player. And this is his first time at League One level. And so far, 9 and 16 suggest he's, he's more than up to it, if not a little bit above it. So I would play him one only at the moment at 33s. Um, the only other... 
uh, sort of half tempted by Michael Smith at forties for Sheffield Wednesday as well. I just thought he looked very sharp in the cup game the other week, uh, but he's not really setting on fire. He's on eight at the moment. I could I could see him going on a run. I think the forties for him is okay. Now, the other thing to keep an eye on here if if you're quick off the mark and you see that Clark Harris has left or is definitely leaving, that there will be that. A few hours, probably half a day opportunity where they will stay three places. Um, you're taking out half the um, a big percentage of the market, and it's suddenly anyone. So, if that was to happen, then uh, stating the obvious, but you can back as many as you want each way, really, um, even though it's competitive because it doesn't really matter who you're backing, you, you're on at good terms and a good price because. You know, it'll be wide open then. But as it stands at the moment, my main play would be Josh Coburn at 33s or win only. What you're saying is, John, I should chuck my 50 to 1 John Marquis slip in the bin. Is that is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think, uh, he, he went I've on a nice little I, went on a nice little one just before Christmas, didn't he? I thought, oh, we go. Marquis is going to make a late one, but yeah, I agree with them. Yeah, I'm starting starting to get excited about Joel Perot again, and uh, I know he'll go on, but he'll go on. Yeah, uh, he's not too far behind now, but um, it looks like he might be leaving. He, he seems he always looks really unhappy this season when I've seen him, but we shall see. Because he's got the burden. He's got the burden of our money. That's on right. He heard, he heard the pod. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As he should, as he should. Uh, let's have a uh, put together a quick EFL cheat sheet. Things you should be looking at ahead of this weekend. Uh, I can't start without mentioning it. It was a good week for birthday boys last weekend. We mentioned Caleb Taylor already. You know, Kieran Brown for uh, Oxford, isn't it? They both scored on their birthday uh, last weekend. Uh, this Saturday, if you're interested, I'm sure there's more, but the ones I found were Luke McCormick for Bristol Rovers and Carl McAllister for Forest Green Rovers. If you're a fan of the birthday system, uh, doesn't let us down often, but they're your names for this weekend. Interesting thing in League One and League Two this weekend is it's one of those weekends where it's the reverse fixtures from Boxing Day. So you ain't got to look kind of too far back to see what happened a few weeks ago and whether or not it has an influence on the games this weekend. So everyone that played each other on Boxing Day and League 1 and 2 are playing each other this weekend as well. And I've just had a little look back at dominant set-piece performances. Barnsley were one of those. Um, Rattled up almost a goal um, set-piece XG against Accrington. Robbie Cundy on the end of most of those. Cheltenham were another one. This was... um, we spoke about this game, Cheltenham versus Plymouth, just after it had happened in between Christmas and New Year. It was that, it was that game where you mentioned kind of Lewis Freestone and Ragland, and we know they look a little oh, bit yeah. different now with Baggett in. But that was, a, that was you know, out of nowhere, that was a dominant set-piece performance from, from Cheltenham when they came up against Plymouth. We'll have a look if they can do the, the same for this weekend. Um, the Fleetwood, another one I'm going to mention in a second, they rattled off, what, 0.83, it says here, versus Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and Forest Green Rovers contributed plenty against MK Doms as well. Uh, that, that's where um, we spoke about Oliver Casey after those chances as well. So the only other one in League Two for me 
like I said, if you're looking at you know dominant set piece performances for teams against each other in the not too distant past at Carlisle against Bradford, which was um, where Paul Huntington scored that goal. Carlisle rattled off about 0.8 xG for set pieces, and the last one, uh, Warsaw, um, a month a goal and a Daniels chance. They rattled off nearly a goal XG against Swindon as well. So make a note of a few of those. If you're looking for someone to replicate um, some solid XG performances from set pieces, then those might be the games to follow this weekend. All of which leads us nicely to hey, some selections. Uh, John, I'll, I'll let you lead us off. No kind of nap or next, next best this week, but talk us through kind of who's going to be on your punting radar and, and some of the prices that we might be able to get. Yes, mate. Um, uh, familiar name, Murray Wallace for Millwall at Cardiff in the Champ. Um, back on the radar of late. Biggest price of anyone on both sides. Just just can't be right. Had another uh, inkling of coming back onto the radar last week. Um, Mark McGuinness, I think, will improve Cardiff, like I said, in both boxes. Um, but it's obviously a mess there still, um, even though the transfer embargo has been lifted this week. Um, and Wallace did score against Cardiff last season and also way back when in 2014-15, if you like that kind of thing. 25-1 uh, Wallace is perfectly fine to me. Um, League One, we've got, uh, you've already mentioned Barnsley, Accrington. That, I think that is a good spot because Accrington had 19 players out apparently, for the uh, postponed cup replay in midweek. Um, according to the press conference yesterday, uh, Coleman says it's now like 13 or 14. So they're still, they have brought a couple of players in today, to be fair. Uh, Bobby Thomas has gone to Barnsley. I don't know if you saw that. Yep, yeah. Um, but talk about being quickly shortened up in the market. Uh, old Bobby, he's um, <laughs> he's uh, not even double figures around, which I, I couldn't entertain him at that, but yeah, Barnsley. He, he didn't play last weekend, weekend, did he? Because that was that was late, no, wasn't it? That, no. that was the that was the that was the Ashley angle, the yeah. Ashley one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a late couple of minutes before team news, wasn't it? That we got no. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine uh, Joey Barton was too happy that they recalled him and then sent him out to a fellow League One side. But you know, that's that's their choice, isn't it? I've seen a lot of moaning about loan players this week, but. You know, if you've got the recall there, then they can, you know, they're, they're entitled to use it, aren't they? That's it. Develop them yourself or buy them yourself. That's, that's how you get around that. That's right. Yeah. Spend your own money, Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, talking to Thomas, uh, I was very interested in Wickham players, but Bristol Rovers Wickham's been postponed already Ooh, okay. today, uh, which um, makes the following pointless. So I won't say it. <laughs> um, you're you're going to touch on Fleetwood, but. I'll let you do that because you've got a much more in-depth case than me. But I think the the big thing with Wednesday is they're, they're going to miss Mark McGuinness massively. And and they're already a, we're giving up a few bits. But he was winning pretty much everything for them in both boxes in his, in his whole time there. So Absolutely. I think that, that is very interesting. There's a, there's a couple um, of bits there. Yeah, there. Talk, do you want to talk about Fleetwood now? Actually? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, McGuinness has gone. We've already mentioned that Fleetwood were pretty dominant in the in the reverse fixture a couple of weeks ago, I think we both. I, th- I think Sean Rooney's suspended, didn't he? I think didn't he have a four game suspension? But regardless, I think Insala's the one to be on here at thirty threes. Like, like we said earlier, sporadic chances throughout his career, but he's followed up what a goal against QPR in the cup with another busy performance against Oxford, where he's had two efforts. I like he, he. I think he's only got 
nine career goals, but one of those was for Ipswich at Hillsborough five years ago. Tenuous link, but certainly something to have on your side. I think, um, as we said, McGuinness does make him leaving to go back. It does make Wednesday a bit more vulnerable. I think the 33s here, even though, you know, just to follow up a couple of weeks, he, he looks in a rich vein of form. I, I, um, yeah, I like I like Fleetwood. I like Insala at, at 33s. Um, mentioned earlier, yeah, you know, yeah. Portsmouth. I, I think Maggot's a backable price. There's some 16s about. You were, you were spot on, John, about Exeter last week, right? Those Cooper and Casey both have chances for Forest Green. Exeter remain a... A team to oppose in my, on my list, you know, second worst XG conceded in the in the last five, and for all the dysfunction at Portsmouth, you know, as you said, set pieces continue to be a good angle for them. It's been a it's been a while since Raggett's had a really decent chance, but he's 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 the first one of those um, those ones at the back and, and Portsmouth threats. And the only other one I had was um, you mentioned Carlisle against Bradford and Carlisle being particularly dominant and wanting to be against Bradford. I, I, I thought Morgan Feeney was a good bet at 19s. His, in this reverse fixture, his shot against Bradford, he had one um, saved on the line, but that's kick-started a, you know, a nice, oh, yeah, lively run for him. Um, followed up with a goal. He's had one against the post against Crewe, another against Doncaster, and then a, a towering header from a corner against Newport. Um, last weekend, I thought Morgan Feeney, the nineteen to one for for Carlisle against Bradford, was slap bang on the list as well. Anything else for you, John? Uh, yeah, a few. I've just seen actually that Fleetwood have signed uh, Scott Robinson from Celtic uh, just just now. It looks like the, he's he's been on loan at uh, definitely Gillingham and. Doncaster last few seasons mm-hmm. I think he was very well touted and um, I know they were, well I don't know but I saw that a lot of teams were in for him so that must be the uh, Scott Brown connection has helped there I, I believe yeah uh, yeah League 2 um, yeah going back on the reverse fixture angle really uh, Hartlepool Rochdale uh, gentleman we mentioned a few weeks ago Roland Menis or Menis mm-hmm. uh, 14s is available he this looks a really good spot for him. He scored in the reverse fixture on Boxing Day, as well as against Crawley the game before. Snippets against Harrogate again two games ago. Uh, nothing last week against Gillingham, but there was nothing for Hartlepool, so you can't hold that against him. Um, personally, I'll probably, well, I will be playing him more on the first and last because I can't see this being a goal fest, but I really like uh, rolling at many east. Um, and Sutton who we uh, love mentioning. We do. Uh, I thought Ben Goodliffe was, you know, he's been out injured for a long time, hasn't he? He's only been back a few weeks. Uh, he's the biggest price of the ever-present back line. Um, three goals last season. I think I think he could get a couple before the end of this one. And obviously it's been against Crawley again. One senior goalkeeper on the books. Um, they've had another player go back to Liverpool. Is it Bazugi? Mm-hmm. Um I think he was injured, but that's another man down. And I noticed from Scott Lindsay's, I don't know if it was his first press, press conference, but he, he already looked annoyed by it all. Um, <laughs> and he, they, they were saying, are you going to buy anyone? And he said, well, it's not up to me. And uh, I just get the impression players don't want to go there now, which you can understand. Wow. Yeah. And that they're probably going to end up overpaying for players they didn't really want. Uh, in terms of wages, and so they, they will. I'm sure they will attract a few, but I think this is the sort of game that I could see Sutton just absolutely dominating them if they get into a groove. But 
we've been let down by Sutton before. And they're, they're a bit of a flatterer of Sutton, but... Absolutely. Who knows? Let's hope that good lift starts us off with a good life on Saturday. How about that? How about that to end the show? Uh, no. That, that, work, that works if we were like zero years old, but we're not. Excellent. You, you mean it's already, like it's already been a terrible life. There's nothing we can do about it now. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Ben, bad life. Is it? <laughs> That's right. I'm already looking forward to the, uh, whatever that song is, that's mentioned good life in the titles next week. But uh, my, my default thought was to go back to, uh, what was it? You know, the people who live next to the posh people. What was that? The good life. That's what it was, wasn't it? The good life. Oh, Margo. Yes, that's the one. Hum the theme tune at home. Everybody knows it. John, uh, another comprehensive look at the EFL card. Thanks very much for joining us. We covered all the bases there, right? Bit of bit of anti-post value, bit of uh, reflection, and putting up a couple of selections for this weekend. Um, whatever you are backing, uh, be lucky, uh, John. We'll do it all again next week, shall we? We all, mate. Thank you, mate, and good luck to everybody. 